Hi, this is Roy Worley. Welcome to the interview show that brings on guests from all walks of life. Yeah, it's here that they tell their stories and delve a little deeper into their lives to see what got them where they are. So grab a drink, have a seat, and relax, because this is The Leo Effect. When was the last time a short movie shook your emotions to the core? When was the last time a short movie caused you to rethink everything you stood for? When was the last time a short movie made you proud to be an American? When was the last time you felt the emotion to stand up and cheer after a short movie? The new short movie, I've Got Your Six, written and directed by Bill Foster, one of the industry's newest and fastest climbing directors, will answer all of those questions. Rarely has there been so much packed into a short movie that when you leave, you'll feel more proud of our American military veterans. A movie that was cast only with American military veterans will have you on the edge of your seat, cheering for our veterans and what makes America great. I've Got Your Six will be hitting the film festival scene soon. Be prepared to drop what you're doing and go see this powerful movie when it comes to your area. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to The Leo Effects. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest. Uh, we had reached out to her, and she was so kind to donate some of her time to come in and talking to both myself and you guys. And today, I am joined by the lovely Sarah Lees. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm well <laughs> as well. <laughs> Things <laughs> nice. are going along just fine. This is a lovely way to start the morning, so I'm very excited about that. Yeah, um, me too. So I guess without further ado, we'll just jump right into this. How's that sound? Sounds good. <laughs> so my first question, and I kind of ask it to everybody, it's kind of the way to kick off the show, is if you'd be willing to kind of, in your words, you don't have to go through an entire resume or anything like that, but can you tell the listeners what it is that you do and kind of what you've done, what you feel you might be known for kind of thing? Uh, sure. So I'm Sarah Lee MacArthur. I am an actress or actor, whichever you prefer. Um, <laughs> and I've, I've started out in Canada. So a lot of my early work and even present work continues to be uh, Canadian productions, but I have had some lucky, you know, larger breaks. And uh, one of those is Outlander on Stars. I had a, a really nice guest star role on that in season four. And I also was in an episode of Netflix's Friends from College. Um, Canadian TV shows I've been a part of are Arctic Air, um, Hard Rock Medical. And now I'm on season three of Burden of Truth, which is actually a Canadian production that has been picked up internationally. So we're on CBC in Canada, the CW and Hulu in the U.S. And then we'll also be on Universal Television in the U.K. Wow. Well, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> That's really great. Mm -hmm. uh, so you said, you said that uh, you've done a little work on both both sides here so i'm curious is filming and you know tvs in general like tv shows are they the same style or would you say canadian style is different than american there's a difference for sure because 
in Canada, um, it seems to be a little bit easier to book network, what we call network television or primetime television um, than it is in the States. I think it's just, it's a smaller pool, you know, oh, okay. um, of competition. But um, in the, similar to this, the U.S., um, it's a bit cleaner cut uh, and a bit more universal uh, so in, in nature. So, you know, you don't get to do anything crazy risque. Um, and usually if you're going to do something more on the artistic side or on the, um, you know, experimental side, that's going to probably be an indie feature film. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I've done, luckily I've done a lot of both and I really enjoy both. Um, and you know, there are some Canadian cable shows that are a bit grittier and that's similar to the U S as well. Like if you do a cable show, it's grittier and, and, um, kind of pushes the envelope of, uh, comfortability a bit more. Nice. Mm. Well, after, uh, you know, I've actually visited the Yukon before and, after meeting the five people that live there, I can say that it is definitely a smaller pool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we focus on different um, aspects of our culture. Um, there, you know, there's a, a much more um, recognized uh, indigenous presence in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, and so luckily, you know, recently we've been getting some shows that actually are focused around indigenous characters um not solely but like more than there used to be and i think we kind of led the way in that regard um That's fantastic. you know the u.s seems to be following suit now there's mm -hmm. like some things in the works right now um and i think there was like one show on called chambers on netflix that had you know and in half and like half of the cast was indigenous um and so, you know, it, it, things are things are moving that direction. So that's good. Yeah, that is good. That's that's mm -hmm. just great. Mm -hmm. What was it that made you decide to pursue this career? Well, it was a lucky break. Um, I didn't really have anyone in my family that I, you know, could look at. And even growing up, so I grew up in Saskatchewan, which is right. If you don't know where it is, it's because it's the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and there wasn't a lot going on there in film or any, anything. Um, you know, I didn't even know when I was a kid that you could be an actor. Like I thought that those were real people. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's cool. And I was like, how do those kids get chosen for those commercials? Cause they get to keep the toys. I'm sure. But like, <laughs> well, yeah, priority. You know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So basically, uh, in a nutshell, you know, uh, one of my neighbors signed up for a modeling class and I didn't know what that was. So I was like, what is that? And she's like, it's where you learn how to be on, uh, commercials and fashion shows. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Like I want to, I want to learn that. So I like went to that course and then from there, like they had me in their roster per se mm -hmm. of like kid models. And then there was a CBC, miniseries coming through and they were looking for a mixed race indigenous girl we call that Métis in Canada um and it was for a period drama and they had already cast the woman to play my character's mom and of course they were hoping to book a local actress 
So, you know, I kind of fit the bill. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, well, have you ever acted before? And I, I said, no, but I'm signed up for a workshop next week. And they said, okay, well, you take that workshop. And um, yeah, so then I, uh, I got the part and then the rest was history, I guess, because I just, I had such a great experience on set. I didn't really know that the world could be that great for me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> You get all the snacks that my mom won't buy me here. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right. So of course, you know, then that, that made a made my life decision based on snacks. Hey, you know, who <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you have a lot of support when you were coming into I, this world? Yeah, you know, I actually did, and I would say it's that it's a it's a humble story because I didn't, you know, my family's not well off. Um, I come from a single parent family. Um, I knew who my dad was, but I didn't see a lot of him when I was younger. And he's the, uh, Nakota, uh, parent. And then my mom is, uh, white or Caucasian or German Canadian. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, so, but my mom was always very, um, supportive. Like she put me in lessons. If I expressed that I wanted to do something, she would put me, let me try it. And, um, she would drive me to things a lot. And so basically, yes, I had a lot of support. And she even like found um, like groups and clubs for me to apply for funding from so that we could do things that, you know, our family wouldn't have been able to afford otherwise. And uh, I was very lucky to have her as a support. And then later when, you know, I started acting and my roles were involving uh, indigenous culture. Um, my dad had, he really stepped up and started connecting me with people, elders, linguists, um, to help me with my research for various roles I was getting and different auditions I was going for. And, um, yeah, so I would say like I had some great moral support from both of my parents, which I think is not to be underestimated, you know, because sometimes like money isn't everything. If I would have had to been, it's a really difficult decision to go into this career. And it's, there's so many things working against you all the time. You hear no, like exponentially more than you hear the word yes. (laughs) So if your parents weren't in support of it, that would have just added an extra hurdle. And I'm glad I didn't have to do that because, you know, they were both behind me. That's great. And I'm I'm Mm -hmm. glad that they were supportive too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I Me have too. a question regarding um, the linguist part that you were talking about. Is it now when you were seeing the linguist, was that to learn English or was that to learn French or was that to learn Nakoda? It was to learn Nakoda. Okay. Um, yeah. Nakoda is an endangered language. It's very similar to other Siouan languages. So that includes Lakota, Dakota, and Nakoda, and then also... Osage or Wazazi is also a Siouan language umbrella uh, language. I gotcha. So there are other languages that are similar, have different, like similar root words and stuff. But um, Nakoda itself, it's really difficult to find somebody who can teach and speak. So there's also like a generational thing where, you know, the people that can speak it fluently can't read or write sometimes because they their first language wasn't English uh-huh. okay. and then there's also another cultural thing where 
you know, some elders don't like to be recorded because that's just, it's, it, it feels like you've given a part of your spirit or part of the culture to something that you don't have control over anymore. And so, um, yeah, like I had, then it's hard to talk to someone over the phone and hear things. So, you know, luckily I went to school for, uh, I took phonetics in school, um, at every school I went to actually. And so I was able to work with linguists, um, you know, remotely. And we were working with, uh, the international phonetic alphabet as also getting like audio tutorials over the phone. Cool. Is there, yeah. Are there any particular like phrases that that I remember? Yeah, that you remember from doing that. <laughs> well, I can say like how which means hi. My name is Eagle Nation Woman, which is my spiritual name. I was given oh. that name when I was younger. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So I kind of continuing on. Um, as far as your acting career and things like that, uh, do you have a preferred genre that you do or that you would like to do? Well, no, I actually super love action and I haven't done a lot of it. I've done some and, um, whenever I'm doing it, I have a really fun time (laughs) and it's just, uh, yeah. So I think I'll, I'll always want to do more of that because uh, there are a lot more female action roles than there used to be, but like, you know, there's, it's still like, there's a lack of, um, female inclusion in those kind of, uh, stories. So, um, it's hard. It's hard. They don't come along very often. And luckily I just finished one on a movie called don't say its name. And that was awesome. And it kind of like re-wet my appetite. Cause before that, the only other action role I really did, uh, besides a short film that I did um, that still hasn't come out, but it's called uh, Heaven and Earth, A Ritual. But oh. that was, like, more like things were being done to me. It was still, like, action, but it was, like, you know, I didn't get to be, like, the the kick-ass kind of, like, <laughs> okay. powerful character. But I was in um, a TV movie called Sky and Chang, and that was a kung fu yeah, uh, based yeah. role. So that was the last time I did that. And I think I filmed that in 2012. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I said, they don't come along very often because yeah. it's, it's 2020 and I just did my next one and um, it was awesome. <laughs> so you, you like the, the action part of uh, kicking in doors and, and being the strong female lead kind of thing, not getting fired out of catapults. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, nice. I'd be into swords, uh, archery. Yeah, like basically. And then I got to shoot a bunch of guns in this last role, and that was the first time I ever got to be like a, a gunslinger. So that nice. Was dope. Yeah. Well, I, I have a, a question, but I'm going to preface this right now by saying this is uh, potential spoilers for okay. anybody that watches Outlander. Um, yes, guys. Cover so, your ears. Cover your ears. Turn <laughs> off. Turn off. The, well, I'd prefer you not to turn off the show, but don't turn it off. <laughs> spoilers. So, yeah. speaking of action, um, in yeah. your uh, final scenes, there things uh-huh. got a little fiery. Oh yeah, <laughs> literally. And I was reading a story uh, that mm-hmm. kind of touched on what happened as far as you and and how you felt and your stunt double and things like that. Uh, can you recount that tale? 
Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so basically this was such a cool effect, you know, we had to shoot various levels of it, um, with, uh, burning man. And then my character walking onto the stake and also burning. And, uh, basically, you know, we did one with the actor in place where there wasn't really any fire anywhere near us. Mm -hmm. Then we did one with a stunt double, um, and he was still looking like a man so they could put like, like he was just looking like a, he was looking like the other actor, but with no real, um, changes, you know? So he, so they, they made the flames closer to his feet and actually hot and the smoke like going his face and everything. Then we had to do one where they put the, um, sorry about that. That's my dog. (laughs) (laughs) They put, uh, the, a flame retardant suit on the stunt double uh, for the man, the male character, Father um, Father Alexander, and then they lit him on fire, <laughs> <laughs> like real fire. <laughs> yeah, like actual fire. For I think that it's like a fifteen second countdown that you can film that for, um, and then. During that, um, you know, the characters, uh, Roger and Gahe Lodun are supposed to be watching my character walk onto the, the stake. So then they were like, well, we need an eye line. So I got to walk like very close, as close as like was safe to this, the, the pyre. And then I ducked out of frame. So that was really exciting because literally you're walking towards a flaming man, like, you, know, yeah. like, you don't really see that ever like in your life and i was just like whoa yeah <laughs> like, i mean i feel like that's something you could put on your resume and people are just kind of reading along and they're like uh can you tell me about this part <laughs> right exactly uh, it's just like i think a lot of humans in real life hopefully don't see that <laughs> you know, so. I, I like that you put hopefully in there <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um and then and then, so the, then the, the next phase is that they had to put a stunt double just like me with a flame retardant suit walking onto the pyre. Um, and they're both burn. So we did the rehearsal um, before she put on the suit. And then they went and put the suit on her. And they only had like one shot to get this this um you know to get the actual footage that they needed because each time it costs a lot of money to do the full burn right um and so uh there she went and she started walking up the pyre and she actually stumbled and that actually made it into the final edit you can kind of see her foot slip down a bit and so she has to she had to kind of like change you know, her body movement to get up to the top and still end in the final pose. And I guess when she stumbled, she like her face like planted into the other burning stunt double. (laughs) And she had been breathing through a straw through the suit and the straw melted (laughs) and it, um, it burned her lips. Oh, wow. Not to mention it would have probably felt like you were suffocating, but I guess you would know that they, they had to like put the fire out in 15 seconds and you'd be able to breathe after that. But like, I, I, That would take a lot of <laughs> mental willpower, though. Yeah, so I saw her, uh, you know, in the like porta potty <laughs> area afterwards <laughs> and her, she was like 
putting um, burn cream on her on her lips, like the makeup and wardrobe people were helping her. And um, I was like, what happened? And so she told me, she's like, oh, I was like, oh my God. And she's like, yeah, like it's for her. She kind of like, she was just like, oh, ow, ooh. But she was just kind of like shrugging it off. Like, yeah, all of the days work kind <laughs> yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, this is cool. I do this all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the final the final version is they put dummies in there that were like you in the same pose and they, they just like burned it up like an effing barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, great. Yeah. So that was really cool. And to watch it and you're like, Whoa, <laughs> Jeez, that would be yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> so is like, is there anybody that you would like to work with? Hmm. Well, that is a long list, which is a good thing. Um, <laughs> right. But, you know, I never actually got to work with Katrina and Sam because they weren't really in that episode. Right. And so they were off the weeks I was there. Oh, so I'd okay. like to work with them. <laughs> All right. <that's laughs> Probably fair. won't be in Outlander since I died. But <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, uh, hmm, maybe... I would like to work with there's like a, there's just so many people but like, yeah, like Viola Davis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I look up to her a lot, so I would really like to work with her. Um, okay. Well, let me and that's let me the person re- that comes to mind. <laughs> let me redirect a little bit then. Let's, sure. Let's change up the the question just just a tad. So okay. let's say a director were to come up to you. Does it, any director comes up to you and says, you know, look. Sarah, I've got the funding. I've got all the resources we could possibly need, and I want you to play the lead. But what we need is an idea. What's the next big movie? Ooh. Um. Well, I actually, I feel like I don't want to tell you because I don't want people to take my idea. Oh, okay. But, well, um, if you don't want to tell, that's fine. No, but it would be it would be a um, an action packed story. Um. Yeah, and I would want a bit of comedy in there too, and I think I would want it to be post-apocalyptic. Ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, well, let's kind of talk about you for just a second. Not, I mean, we've been talking about you the whole time, but I mean, per- a little more personally. Like, um, like, do you have a favorite restaurant you like to go to? Ooh, well, or just in a favorite food because I don't want to tell people like, oh hey, she oh, likes to yeah. go here a oh, lot. Yeah, shoot, I always forget that that's a thing. <laughs> I shouldn't. By the way, um, well, I love uh, like gamey meat. <laughs> Maybe it runs in my blood. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, but so yeah, if there's somewhere that can like uh, cook up like you know a nice like including like elk or bison or um, anything like that. It's, uh, it's pretty much up my alley. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Like a farm to table place, you know, where they know where the animals came from and how they were treated and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have any hobbies that you do in between movies and TV shows? Yeah. I mean, I like to stay fit in various ways. Um, I still practice Kung Fu and I don't go nearly as often as I feel like I should. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then I also live near Central Park in New York City. So I, I go there quite a bit with um, my dog. 
And, um, hmm, yeah, I like horseback riding. Love That's it. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, I was reading that you also play the flute. I do. Yeah. It's been a while since I've needed to. Although I think with Lizzo, things are, you know, might be getting more popular again. You're right. <laughs> well, I was, but, uh, uh, that yeah. was my next question was, uh, you know, because you said it's been a while. I was like, so if uh, Terry Crews were to come up and challenge you to a flute off, who do you think would win? <laughs> He would. Yeah, they would. Yeah. It was not me, not me. <laughs> but I could definitely practice up and I would feel pretty confident maybe after like a month or two of, you cool. know, practicing. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah. Now, besides all of this other stuff, um, you also teach ESL to children overseas or do you not do that anymore? Uh, at the present time, I don't do that, but, um, you know, it's in my repertoire. Now I can always lean on it if I need to. Um, and I had a good experience while I was doing it, especially like the te actual teaching aspect of it. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. I hadn't seen that before. Um, mm -hmm. and, and in fact, it's, it's picking up speed a little bit. Um, they're especially Canadian people because they pay in u.s dollars which to us is a lot but right. in the u.s it's not so much so that was part of the reason i'm not really doing it so much in new york oh, that's fair that's fair yeah but if i was in toronto more often i would still do it there yeah okay and uh so what do you how do you feel about uh the show letter kenny I really enjoy it. I've been, um, actually I knew about it. My brother showed it to me when it was just some YouTube, uh, videos. They're still on there. Like the early YouTube videos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was, it was so funny and like original. And, um, I was like, do you feel like that's an accurate representation of Canada? Really watch it. It's like, you know, the next version of like his trailer park boys was so, popular oh, yeah. internationally you know i was like it's like it's got the potential to be the next trailer park boys like it's really really funny and then hulu picked it up so that's great so now it is in the states and um i showed it to my boyfriend and he thinks it's hilarious and <laughs> you know i've only auditioned for it a few times so maybe one of these days there you go <laughs> only a few yeah huh? yeah yeah <laughs> <Nice>. exactly <laughs> i i personally like that i you know, being from yeah. New York, I wasn't sure if it was a uh, actual representation of Canadians in general, but I, it's still uh, quite humorous to me. It's pretty humorous, yeah. It's not, it's not like extremely accurate, accurate, but there are aspects to the, to it that are, and um, some of the accents are pretty hilarious, and the the little phrases, like the way people use those phrases, just things that you don't really hear every day unless like. You live in places like Letterkenny. So, um, <laughs> Can confirm. Yeah. And uh, I really love Dio Horn's um, role on there. I actually didn't audition for that. I was probably busy doing theater or something when that one came around. But right. then later I was like, damn it. Like, why didn't I get a chance? Because <laughs> um, it's just such a cool role. So, you know, that's really awesome for her. And it's great that they, you know, wrote... A character like that in the show and um yeah i think it's it's really fun yeah absolutely i, I love her character she's she's very good mm -hmm. at it that's great yeah well <laughs> as we're tapering off to the end of the show here would you like mm -hmm. to tell the listeners where it is that they could go to follow you like what your social medias are 
Sure. So um, my social medias are Instagram and Twitter, both um, at Sarah Lise MacArthur. That's S-E-R-A-L-Y-S-M-C-A-R-T-H-U-R. And there's also my uh, Facebook fan page. If you want to throw me some love on there, uh, Sarah Lee's fan, S-E-R-A-L-Y-S-F-A-N. And then, you know, you can always check me out on IMDb or at my uh, website, sarahleesmacarthur.com. And, yeah, that's how you can find me. And then also keep an eye out for Burden of Truth Season 3, which is airing in Canada right now. I was actually really lucky that I was filming in Calgary this past month. Um, So I got to watch the first four episodes of the season, and I was sad because I don't get to watch the next four. But, um, yeah, I'm in seven of the eight episodes of season three, and so far I'm very, very happy with the way it's looking and feeling, and, you know, I think it's going to be well-received when it does hit the U.S. Um, It'll be on the CW in the summer and that's probably about the time it'll be on Universal TV UK. And then Hulu, it probably won't be until like the fall. Right. The winter. Yeah. Awesome. And, you know, speaking of air, this is terrible pun segue, but uh, <laughs> I saw that they were doing one of your movies is now on Canada Air. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that is called Robbery. And it's a feature film. And we made it for, like, no money. This was, like, the uh, Corey Stanton. He was a first-time, you know, feature film writer and director. He, like, basically self-financed it. And um, it's really awesome to see, you know, little little projects get to see the light of day in yeah. the industry. Um, so, yeah, it's on Air Canada in-flight entertainment which is a first for me in my career. And I think a lot of the people involved, same thing. <laughs> well, and so if you're taking an air, thank you. If you're taking an air Canada flight, like check it out. Also it is available for, um, on demand rental and purchasing. So if you wanted to go to Amazon prime, um, or Google play, and there's a few other places that you should be able to find it. I think it's on iTunes as well. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, I would just like to say, in closing, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me today. This 30 minutes has actually flown by. This has been yeah, amazing. it has. <laughs> thank you so much for asking me to be a part of this, and I'm looking forward to listening to it. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you to all the listeners out there that are tuning in and checking it out and listening to us do these chats. Like Everything's going along super awesome right now, so thank you very much. And stay Mm -hmm. tuned for the next exciting episode. (laughs) We'll see you all later. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, creatures of all ages, what an amazing show. Thank you for lending an ear and joining us. I'm the host, Ray Rumsey, and if you want to hear more interviews, simply head to anywhere podcasts are heard, Facebook or Twitter, and search The Leo Effects. With an A, not an E. If you'd like to hear me doing silly voices and making a general fool of myself, head over to Shattered Dungeons on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We live stream every Tuesday night. More projects are in the works. For now, stay tuned for more interviews. To book yourself as a guest, you can head to theleoeffects.wixsite.com slash podcast or send me an email at theleoeffects at gmail.com. Remember, this has been The Leo Effects, and great shows require great listeners, just like you. 
Thank you, and we'll see you next time.